0: hey how are you in this episode of your success at last tips we're going to discuss not only choosing but believing in your dreams your goals your desires all of which create your world's vision lessons that you can learn from a cheerleader and a peanut about believing it's possible And this week's quick tip is a special one so you're going to want to hear it it's about cheering yourself on and reinforcing that belief that it's possible so let's get started shall we now like I said Today I want to talk about choosing and believing in it's possible for your future, your goal, your dream, your desire. That thing that will make your world a grand vision of what you want. And how you can blow past the competition. So I guess that kind of makes this episode a a world's competition discussion. Now, for those of you that don't know, worlds is the biggest competition in cheerleading. Hockey has a Stanley Cup. Football has the Super Bowl, Baseball has the World Series, and Cheerleading has Worlds. Like all the aforementioned competitions, you can't just show up at Worlds and expect to compete. You literally have to earn your bid to Worlds. You have to compete all season long, against some of the best in your area, in your division, and literally win your bid to come to Worlds to strut your stuff. You have to be good enough to earn your bid to Worlds. Then, and only then, do you get to pit your skills up against the best cheerleaders from all over the world. No joke. All around this great planet. I mean, last year when we went, I got to meet teams from Brazil, Japan, Germany, and Australia, and that's not to mention all the teams from around the United States. At the time of this recording, my daughter's gym, Midwest Cheer Elite, here in Westchester, Ohio, is lucky enough to have three teams going to Worlds. Their hip-hop team, the Geishas, and both of their level 5 teams. One's the Diamond Cats, and my daughter's team, the Thundercats. These athletes have busted their buns, and in some cases, their fingers, their lips, and even their bones, to reach their dream of making it to Worlds. At the beginning of every season, they go into it with the dream of making it. They are striving for something big over the course of the year to come. They have a dream, a desire, and a goal that they work for not only individually, but as a team as well. How many of you have something great that you want to accomplish this year or even in the years to come? I mean, I remember... Walking in the office uh, not too long ago, uh, one time in the beginning of the year, in my usual good mood, and one of my employees, Cheryl, said, it's going to be a great year for us. I told her, no, you need to think bigger. She said, a great decade? Kind of with a question in her voice. Bigger, I said with this huge smile on my face, and I told her, it's going to be a great life. Let's face it, you don't just want one great year or one great decade. You want a great life. You see, that's your true challenge, to engage and mold your world so that you can live the life you dream, you desire, and deserve. To face the obstacles, head on the challenges, and compete in your world's challenge, and do the best you can. How do we keep blocking ourselves from having all that we dream, desire, and deserve? Well, doubt is number one. And and I see doubt so many times comes from, often, a single misstep. One of the most often stumbling missteps is not knowing your purpose in your world, in your life. When You, you see, because when you don't have a grip on your purpose, when you don't have a grip on your purpose in life, there's insecurity. I mean, we all showed up to do something. There's something in you that you alone are supposed to share with me, with this world, and everyone in it. And if you don't do it, we're all going to be deprived. We're going to be deprived of that knowledge, that gift, of that experience that you are here to give us, that you're here to give me. Some of you have seen cheerleading in action. You probably spent most of your time talking about those girls and the guys that get thrown into the air, flipping and twirling around while airborne, and then being caught by their teammates before they bounce off the mat. These athletes, they're called flyers. So many cheerleaders want to be flyers. Obviously, not every cheerleader can be a flyer. I mean, someone has to throw them up. Someone has to catch them. Without those on the ground, there'd be no flyers. Everyone on the team has a purpose. Some of us know what our purpose is. Many of us don't. I say that, but it's really, maybe not consciously, right? Subconsciously, you know what it is. You know what it is because you walked onto the mat with it inside you. You can feel it. You can feel it knocking on the walls of your heart, plucking at the strings of your soul, making your mind vibrate with that special song that you have inside you. Let me give you an example. So we all have something special inside us. It's It's like a homing pigeon. You can take a homing pigeon, put him in a cage, Cover that cage up with a thick blanket, put that blanket in the cage in a box, put the box in the crate, the crate in a truck, and drive that truck tens or even hundreds of miles in any direction. Heck, you could zigzag those directions. Park the truck, take the crate out, remove the box, remove the blanket from the cage, open the cage, and then guess what happens? That pigeon's going to fly out, fly straight up in the air, it's going to circle a few times, and it's going to head straight towards his goal. Home. How is it he can do that? How, without anyone ever giving him any navigation lessons? How can he do that? Well, it's because he showed up with that inside him. He embraces it and he uses it. And what's more. I believe each of you have that kind of special power inside you. There is something in, inside you that if you fly up and circle your world, face your challenges, your fears, your obstacles, that you can head straight toward your goal and meet your world's challenge head on. And then you'll come out on the other side a winner in, in more ways than one. But through life, I mean, through life and all that it throws at us, we, we tend to lose it. Or or at least we lose focus on it. We stop listening to ourselves. We stop trusting ourselves. And this narrows our focus, creating a a much more limited vision of ourselves and and what we can become. We begin to buy into a, a limited mindset and often we end up going to our graves with that song still inside us, never having discovered our true greatness, that special something that will allow us to fly, never having discovered the great power within us and use it to literally, and I mean literally, create miracles in our life and sometimes in the lives of others. Let me tell you a brief little story about two men, two men that were both running the streets of Southern California, and they were into a whole world of mess, doing all kinds of dastardly deeds to earn money, to bring in that paper, right? Deeds that you could make a movie out of, and it would probably, quite probably be a box office hit. But this was real life for them. They had lost focus on that greatness that was within them. They had tuned out their song, and they had turned to whatever was right in front of them, and reaching out and grabbing and taking, taking in the easiest way, taking all the easy routes, using all the shortcuts, and eventually... Those shortcuts caught up with them. They always do. You can't take, 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 right? So now they had to make a serious decision. This is where two things came into play. Their eyesight and their mind sight, And both of these impact your explanatory style of, of, of who you are, what you have of yourself, and the world around you. Of course, we all know eyesight is what you actually see. Mindsight looks out into the future and asks, what is it you want? And helps you create in your mind the future you want, the world you dream, desire, and deserve. And in order to to truly begin to create the world vision that you want, you're going to have to release your past. You're going to have to release your history. I'm not saying forget about it. You have to learn from it. But you can't dwell in it you've you got to release it in order to create a new reality for yourself to create your new world's vision. You see most people they live out of their memory rather than their imagination. Einstein reminds us that imagination is the preview of what is to come in your life. Too many people don't use their imaginations they don't dream anymore why? Because of the bumps and the bangs of their life, and through the falls and the failures and the rejections, they've become emotionally and even creatively creatively callous. Here's what I keep seeing: People know inside what they can do, the abilities they have, but instead, they do what they know. They do what they know will work because they've either already done it, or they've seen it done. They don't get creative. They don't step outside their comfort zone. And in doing this, they're allowing their negative history to narrow the possibilities for them. Let me get back to the two men. See, both went out looking for jobs, being turned away time and time again, five times, ten times, fifteen, twenty times, and more. Both of them had made good money previously, even legally. One of them said, there's something out there that will help me get back on my feet. While the other guy, kept looking at all the rejections of his past, began staying home more and more, stopped going looking for those jobs so much, kept saying, there are no jobs out there, just trying to justify it to himself. He became argumentative and, and toxic and, and salty. He kept talking about all the money he was losing, even though he was going to have to steal it from others, talking about that's all he knew how to do. Well, the first guy, he was willing to do anything to get back on track and kept applying, he kept going, and finally... He took a job as a warehouse worker in a department store. This dude went from making hundreds of dollars a day to minimum wage. But he felt like a winner. Why? Because he was starting to head down the right path for what was inside him. He was starting to sing his song. He could feel it. That homing pigeon was up and it was circling. He was getting his bearings. The other guy? Well, he's still back on the couch back at home, living in the past, talking about, oh, there are no jobs out there, and talking to others who were just reinforcing that negative thinking. He went back to what he knew, what he had done in the past, what he had seen done in the past. And shortly afterwards, yeah, you guessed it, he was in prison, all because his mind sight was telling him his situation was hopeless. (laughs) Three to five later, when he got out and looked up that first guy, where was he? He was climbing the ladder of success in corporate America, moved to another state, was leading a department for a major corporation in the United States, bought a home, started a family. You see, he was winning his world's competition. He wasn't in first place yet, but he felt like he was on top of the world in the place he had earned. So he felt like he was in first place, and he would keep working to stay there, learning from his past, but not living in it. In the world of cheer, I've seen athletes bring their skills to new heights each and every month and and season, honing their tumbling, sharpening their their dance, developing their skills to the point where they're not only wowing their teammates and their coaches, but themselves. Then something happens. A bad performance, two bad performances, a, a lost competition, a bad fall, sprain, pulled muscle, some physical ailment, or just outside pressure from school, family, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. Something takes their focus off their world's vision and their inner song. They stumble, they bumble, they fall. Some fight through it while others focus on what they had done and get back to that point, but are afraid to take it any further. They're afraid to take it to the next level. They won't let their flyer fly. They won't let their pitcher get its bearings. They won't let their inner flyer perform or sing that their inner soul song loudly. They're living in the past of that ailment, whether it's real or not. It's holding them back. While other chillers are like the first guy in the previous story. They learn from their falls and their failures. They work through their ailments, physical or mental, and they fly to the highest like that pigeon flying home. They face and reach worlds. And they feel like they're number one no matter what place they come in. I mean, these are all examples of how your mindset can alter what you see as possible whether it's possible from what you know you have done and what you believe you are capable of doing it's the difference of letting life control your circumstances and events like the guy who went to prison or that cheerleader that won't let themselves fly to their highest level of achievement. as you look forward i want you to to let yourself fly up and dream your biggest dream and head towards your world's vision you'll find yourself doubting yourself i get it it happens you're human that's okay You'll be standing backstage. You'll be ready to hit the mat to do your big routine, and you might be telling yourself, "Man, I'm, I'm gonna blow my back, Tucker. I'm afraid I'm gonna drop my partner." That's when you need to catch yourself. And say, "Whoa, wait, wait. Uh, mm, no, 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 no. That's not what I meant. Race, race." In order for you to take charge of your dream and reshape your world's vision, what's going to be crucial for you is whenever you find yourself saying, "You can't." putting yourself down, or doubting your ability and possibilities, you literally have to catch yourself and reaffirm to yourself that it's possible, that I can make it. Look how far I've come already. This this is a way that this can and will happen for me. Remind yourself of the powers within you, the talents that you have been using, as well as... The ones that you have yet to tap to pull yourself up to get yourself to fly higher to run faster to flip more to land and to stick it like no other around you that for you it's possible, sure, perhaps what you're doing is outside your comfort zone. You may be saying, "Well, I don't like it because I'm not used to doing it this way. I've never tried it like that. Well gosh, darn it, won't you give yourself the opportunity to try, and every time you stretch. You're going to find out that you can do more than you ever imagined. That your world's vision is possible. It's possible. The one thing you're going to have to do is you're going to have to battle your self-talk. You see, 80% of your self-talk is negative. it's just given to you by life. Yep, that's right. 80% is negative, up to, it could be a little more, could be a little less, based on your environment you were raised in, the people you hang out with, what you listen to, but about at least 80 plus percent of your self-talk on average is negative, and on top of that off, studies show that we think 40 to 50,000 thoughts a day, 80 percent of that, do the math, so in order to create and maintain your world's vision, you're going to have to use tools to battle this negative self-talk, but When you take control of what you say to yourself, and when you shift that 80% negative self-talk to it's possible and take action, then you can win your world's competition by feeling like number one. You see, no one's going to win that competition for you. No one's going to write your book, give your speech, do your job, write your business plan, do your tumbling run, dance your dance for you. Now, others like coaches can help you learn it, they can help you practice it, but when the lights go up on your life and an announcer calls your name or your team's name out onto the mat and you put on your show, no one, and I mean no one, can put on your performance for you that's your role that's your position that's your part on the team and if you don't go out there and give it your all and show the world why you are there how you made it this far and fly like you wanna fly sing that song in your heart then you're not only letting yourself down but you're stealing from all of us all of us that wanna learn from you be joyful in your success and revel that you have found when you what you have found when you believe it's possible. One of the coolest things that cheerleaders do before spot every performance, when they're backstage, before they're getting ready to get out and hit that mat in front of hundreds and, and sometimes even thousands of people is they pump themselves up. Yeah, that's right. You heard me. Cheerleaders cheering themselves. I know this because I'm the crazy flag guy for for my own gym for over two years now, and I've seen a number of these pre-performance rituals. I have seen them from simple circles in prayer to little elaborate elaborate little dances where they start shaking the nerves out through their hands one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, their feet one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and so on. Some have little chants they do before each performance. I think this is a habit we should all take up. You know, perhaps have a little chant or a, a morning cheer for ourselves in our world's vision each and every day before we get up. Perhaps something like this I am lucky and highly motivated. You know, you are lucky, and you're blessed, and when you have a goal and a world's vision that you're striving for, you will become highly motivated. I am lucky and highly motivated, and good things are supposed to happen to me. How many of you expect bad things to happen to you? Huh? No, seriously, say it. You Say me, right? Most of you, right? seems like whenever a bad thing happens, you hear someone say, well... I kind of expected it was going to go that way. Why is it? Why is it that bad things happening to us is the social norm? Because so many expect it. No. Heck no. Good things are supposed to happen to you. Whenever something good happens, say, that's right. It's not too good to be true. It's supposed to happen to me. It's happening to the right person. It's happening to me. I am lucky or you could say I'm blessed. I am blessed and highly motivated and good things are supposed to happen to me. You see, when you develop that mindset that you are blessed and you feel highly motivated and that good things are supposed to happen to you, then you develop a sense of entitlement that you deserve all those good things that you're going to win your way to your world's vision. Now, you can add whatever else you want to your morning cheer, but... What you want to do is add the things you want out of your life, right? And then I want you to add body emotions. I want you to become your own best cheerleader. Why? Because your physiology is going to, it's going to affect your psychology. You can't stand there in front of a mirror with this long face and this slumped over shoulder saying the cheer like, I'm lucky, I'm blessed, and highly motivated, and good things are supposed to happen to me, blah, 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 blah. blah. No, man. You've got to stand up tall, walk up proud to that mirror with your hands on your hips, your head held high, your chest out, and cheer, gosh dang it. Then hit that mat and get it everything you've got. Go all out. Give it everything. Because the more energy you give to your life, the more life can shine and express through you. Imagine if you were watching a cheer team when it came out on the mat. And they walked out there, hey, this guy, how's it going? And they gave you like, oh, 50%. Oh, we're great. Rah, raw, raw. Tumble, tumble, tumble. Woo-hoo. Cheer for us. No. <clears throat> no. That's not it. You want to hit that mat cheering. Get that audience revved up before you even get set. Then, set for the day's routine. And when the music starts, dang it, you're going to give it 150%. Give it all you've got. And then? Give a little more. Let your life shine through. And life will shine on you. It will shine through you. It will give more to you. And when you give more of what you want, when you give it all to your world's vision, your world will give back to you. Life will do more through you. Express more through you. And allow you to change your life, and even the the lives of others, through you. That will empower your mind to believe in you, your abilities, and whomever is on your team supporting you. It will keep you from living in and and standing in that pool of negativity and developing a salty life. It allows you to be a channel for life to express through you as an outlet of all that is within you, enabling you to give Those on the team, all you have, bringing them up in the process, getting you all to believe it's possible. I mean, gosh, even nature works this way. It works in the same way. You see, here's an example. Off the Jordan River in northern Israel is Lake Tiberias. It's also known known as the Sea of Galilee. Lake Tiberias flows into the Jordan River, and the Jordan River flows into the Dead Sea. If you look at Lake Tiberius and the Jordan River, you're going to find flora and fauna so so significant that it has been it has been able to support commercial fisheries for more than two millennia. Why? Because these bodies of water have inlets and outlets. They left li- they let life flow through them. They give all they have, and life gives back, and it's been doing it for over two millennia. While the Dead Sea, it's salty. It's one of the saltiest bodies of water on the planet, nine, to, almost nine times saltier than the ocean. So, uh, so much so that life and animals cannot flourish in, or even on, it, along its banks. There is no life in the Dead Sea, hence the name Dead Sea, because. It's an inlet-only. It takes in water. It takes in life. It takes it in and gives nothing back. It doesn't feed into anything. It doesn't give water into anything. It only takes water. Do you know anyone like that? Do you know those takers? I mean, we've all come across these inlet-only people, these these takers. I've found that these inlet-only people, they're dead inside. They're not giving anything back to life, so their lives have become salty, salty tasteless lives. They're, they're almost like zombies, like the zombies we've seen in the movies. Actually, I believe if you look around you, when you're driving down the street, when you're at work, or at the gym, or at the store, you'll see so many of these these zombies leading their tasteless, salty lives day in and day out. They're, they're going to be walking slowly to work and walking slowly home and staring mindlessly at the TV where they're going to get their commands on what to buy and, and, and how to dress and, and what to think. It, no, they're dead. How many of you people know just know these takers and these people that they don't bother giving back? Are you one of these zombies? Raise your hand. Are you one of these takers? Raise both of them if you know one and are one. Well, unless you're driving. Don't take your hand off the wheel if you're driving and listen to me right now. Anyway, here's a question for you. What's the number one way to kill a zo- uh, 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 kill a zombie? <laughs> no, no, I don't want you to go around shooting anybody in the head. That's the movies. No, it's the act of giving. When you give all that you have and then you give some more, when you focus on what you can or are supposed to give, then you stop worrying about... What all the salty people are saying you're supposed to have, what you're supposed to wear, who you're supposed to be. What they haven't figured out is the more you give, the more you receive. So dang it, give. Hit the mat and give it all. Leave it all out there. Blood, sweat, tears. If you see someone faltering, pick them up. Cheer them on. Give to them. And you'll receive more in kind Then you'll be able to believe. It's possible. Why? Because giving is a service. Giving or service is the rent that we pay for the space that we take up on this world. It pays for the space on the mat. So the question would be have you paid your rent? Have you given service lately? I want you to decide right now that you're going to give. The more you give, the more you realize you can give. Give whatever it is that you have inside you that you're trying to bring out. I want you to teach it, train it, hone it, practice with it get it to fly, get it to shine, get it to sparkle, then you're going to get it out there in front of the world and cheer like you've never cheered before. And if you win worlds and achieve your world's vision, then so be it. But even if you don't, know that you came, you saw, and you cheered like there was no tomorrow, and you left it all on the map because you believed it's possible. You see, ladies and gentlemen, life is like a grindstone. I mean, it's either going to pulverize you or it's going to polish you and the difference is all dependent on your approach so I want you to approach it from the angle that it's possible so it will polish you when you hit that Matt, and you're saying I am lucky and highly motivated and good things are supposed to happen to me and you go after your dream and you go after your world's vision I don't want you to go after it casually no 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 I want you to go after it like there's no other thing and no one's going to stop you and this world's it's mine Like you want that dream, that world is yours, because it's possible. This is a perfect, it's possible story for you. We'll wind this up some, okay? Back in the late 1800s, the soils of our great nation was being depleted of its nutrients by the methods of farming that were being used. Some of them were quite neglectful. And, and the crops that were being grown were just sucking it dry. The farmers were taking from the land. The, the plants that were used, they were planting, the cotton, it was just taking and taking. It wasn't giving anything back. And one man, and, and believe it or not, in this era, it was a man that most wouldn't expect the farmers of that time to listen to. Well, he was trying to teach the farmers to rotate their crops, and then to shift that cash crop to something else, something other than the more popular cotton that was literally robbing the soil of its life-giving nutrients. One of the alternatives that George Washington Carver was trying to teach them and get them to, do, to grow was sweet potatoes and peanuts. He told them that the peanuts would not only give them a cash crop to sell, but would also put life-giving nutrients like nitrogen back into the soil, allowing them to give back to the land so they could continue to grow from it. So guess what? They tried it. Yeah, and it worked. And they cheered him on. Well, that's not the end of the story because you know that all sounds well and good, but soon the problems had another. The farmers had another problem. I mean, really, uh, how many peanuts does our nation really need? After all, it was the early 1900s. It wasn't like we were supplying the world's peanut demand, right? It wasn't like it, or it wasn't like that peanut uh, demand was as high as cotton demand, which was being used in so many things back then. So, rather than falter and leave it up to someone else to figure it out, to figure out what was possible, he continued to give. He I mean we we all find ourselves in the same place, right? We had a win. We're right on the edge of our world's vision. It's right in front of in front of us, right? Will you cheer yourself on by saying it's possible? Are you gonna become salty and let someone else sell your peanuts? Huh? You remember, it's possible. When life knocks you down, get up and say it's possible. When life like When life yanks you out of your pyramid and drops you on your behind on the ground, get up. Find that pigeon inside you. Let your flyer fly. Keep on kicking. Keep on dancing. Count your blessings. Five, six, seven, eight, and know it's possible. I know your arms are tired. You don't know where you're going to get the strength from. But I want you to keep on cheering. Keep on chanting. Keep on dancing. Keep on flying. You'll feel. You'll know it's possible george washington carver cheered himself on he let himself fly he found industrial research that grew the popularity of the peanut by first finding over a hundred fifty recipes that it could be used in but he didn't stop there his routine wasn't quite over yet he kept dancing in his heart letting his inner song be sung and he found over a hundred uses for a peanut even more uses for the sweet potato i believe it was like like three hundred or more I mean, but really, a hundred uses for a peanut? How can that be? He found uses for a peanut in cosmetics, dyes, paints, plastics, gasoline, and even nitroglycerin. Nitroglycerin—a hundred uses for a small, inanimate, unfeeling, unknowing, undynamic, uncomplicated little thing like a peanut. Just a peanut. A, A peanut, right? So if that can happen, what could happen with a dynamic? Thinking, feeling, wonderfully complex, godly creative person like you. I want you to stop crying. Oh, I lost my job and oh, I've never done anything else. Or, oh, we lost the competition. Or, oh, we're not good enough. No. No, 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 no. Here's a quick tip. And this is also your homework. I want you to cheer yourself on. Get up in the mirror. I am lucky and highly motivated, and good things are supposed to happen to me. Add whatever, you else, whatever else you want to add to that cheer. Then write down your goal. Write down your world's vision. How do you see it? Do you see yourself standing on that stage, accepting the number one position in all its glory? And then go to, go to the store and get yourself a peanut. Put it somewhere special where you're going to see it and remember it's possible. Look at that peanut every time you doubt yourself. Every time you doubt your ability, your world's vision, remember 100 uses for this little peanut. 100 or more uses for that little thing, then there's got to be millions of uses for you, your abilities, your genius, your creativity. It's possible. It's possible. Just look at that peanut and remember. It's possible. When you're about to hit that mat and face your world's vision, remember, it's possible. Grab that peanut, squeeze it in your hand, and say, it's possible. Heck, here's what I want you to do. I want you to get two peanuts. Two, three peanuts. And when you, you're you ready to hit the mat and someone next to you is doubting themselves, hand them a peanut and tell them, it's possible. It's possible. Think successful, ladies and gentlemen. Think successfully, take action, remember your peanuts because it's possible, and to all the late boy uh, the athletes of Midwest Cheerleach, it's possible, thanks, guys.